Hello everyone, thank you again for joining us today. My name is Mariana Carroll from MCC and I'm delighted that you can again join us on our transformational journey towards not only our own well-being but the wellness of our teens. During this series, we unpack the topic of burnout and fatigue in a digital world. Before we go into today's session, as always, let's take a deep breath in and now out. Now let me hand you over to Jenny de Quirker, Principal People and HR Consultant from HR Synthesis and Alison Hallett from WorkMind Matters and an Occupational Therapist who is part of our team for the discussion today. Here is Alison. Thanks, Mariana. So as a team, we've come together to co-create and collaborate on providing differentiated, innovative solutions and services that support and address the strategic and business imperative of employee well-being. Why is this important? You know, in today's talent-driven market, this focus on well-being is a must-have, not a nice-to-have. We want to offer organizations integrated, holistic, and sustainable wellness solutions that support the whole person so that employees can bring their best self to work every day. Our vision is making a real difference by embedding humanity in the future of work to inspire a people-first culture. We enable this vision by offering custom-centric solutions and services for your organization and co-creating customized health journeys for employees. It is interesting to note that the digital always-on culture of working where you live can easily lead to burnout and fatigue if there aren't boundaries put in place and a supportive management system to encourage employees. Knowing that working toward combating digital burnout and fatigue is going to take regular practice, effort, commitment from leaders, and intentional organizational strategic initiatives and programs being put in place. Jen, can you please briefly share with us what is clear from your research findings around this? Thanks, Ellie. Um, employees really need support from their employers in a workplace context. That really has stood out for me from the recent research findings done. And it's become apparent and very clear that overuse of technology in the workplace and a lack of workday discipline and personal boundaries are really damaging well-being, as well as productivity and performance. And on top of that, these demands are hurting organizations' efforts to become more agile and innovative, and they can lead to individual career derailment, burnout, and overall declines in well-being. However, we really sit with a challenge. The key challenge within a work context is that we cannot always choose to switch off completely. And that's the reality that organizations are finding themselves in based on these research findings. Absolutely. So Jen, you know, what can organizations consider doing to support their employees with burnout and fatigue in this digital always on culture of working that we have found ourselves over the last two years and still find ourselves? Absolutely. So again, based on all the research findings and recommendations, organizations can consider implementing what we call tech turn-off best practice and ideally work towards building a positive, healthy digital culture that ensures employees 
avoid the stresses of this always-on technology use while benefiting from its many advantages and also supporting employee well-being in this digital world. So organizations can also consider the following elements. They can empower their employees through what we call this continuous learning by providing them with information and ongoing coaching support to build a digital diet, which enables them to commit to learning new, healthy digital habits. Or they can consider other support initiatives like implementing a buddy system. Um, they can consider helping decrease after-hour screen time, enabling a culture of well-being where employees aren't expected to send and receive emails 24-7, because we know that that is, unfortunately, reality. And lastly, it's to be aware of Zoom and on-camera overload. Absolutely. Wow. You know that just being intentional about these mm -hmm. things takes a lot of discipline, doesn't it? Absolutely. So, thank you so much for sharing those really insightful points. Let's look at some examples of what some organizations are trying to do in order to address this. Absolutely. So let's start off with LexisNexis. Um, again, from some recent um, recommendations, the HR director said her organization noted um, from employee surveys and informal discussions that there was a growing concern and sense of fatigue and feelings of being overwhelmed and that reduced mental wellness in pockets of the organization. So they introduced what they called a LexisNexis Wellness Week which allowed for the flexibility of having few to no meetings. For one full week, their employees were given the opportunity to recharge, rethink and realign so that they were all revitalized and ready to forge ahead. They ended the week with a burnout and stress workshop. How lovely is that? As sure. they wanted their employees to be able to identify the signs. So there comes the soak creating that self-awareness, which is critically needed, and then be able to manage the stress and burnout. So that's one example. The other example was from Google, market HR cluster head, Avanti Maharaj, indicated that she wished that she could say that they have it all pegged down in terms of getting the balance right, but acknowledged that it is a learning journey for them. And they are trying to see what works best, what doesn't work well for their employees. So kind of testing it out, but really seeing it as a continuous learning journey. And yes, there is a company approach and ethos at Google that they are very conscious of and has led them to implement global reset days off, focus days, and even a few other creative options as the health, safety, and well-being of the entire Google community remains absolutely top priority in guiding all these efforts. Then lastly, we've got another example from the head of HR at Bright SA, and she also concurred, indicating that they are on a journey. Wellness is a very key focus for them, especially mental, social, and emotional well-being due to the pandemic impacts. They've also focused on physical well-being. So what they've done is they have a WhatsApp group, which uh, whereby they do exercises. They've got personal trainers and a gym at the workplace. They've had to ask themselves, however, how do they add another element to create a holistic well-being program? 
that speaks to all individuals at all levels because they realized that every employee and every individual has got a different need when it comes to well-being. So it really has got everything to do with how a company values the work-life balance of their employees. So on that note, and to close out, just some key takeaways for organizations to consider. Well-being isn't just good for employees, it's good for business. However, it doesn't matter how many well-being initiatives you offer, if it does not, if your culture does not support that. And this begins with leadership. Leaders set the tone for company culture and well-being. So leaders need to lead by example, model the balanced company culture that they wish to promote. And lastly, build culture together. Everyone should be given a voice within a safe space and a chance to help shape the company's culture of well-being, to be part of this journey through a shared sense of purpose and values is absolutely key. So organizations can run pulse surveys, they can hold focus group sessions, designate a wellness committee to ensure feedback is gathered and collated, but really to end off, it's so important to obtain feedback from all your employees and to remind them that they also part of this journey. Thank sure. you, Ali. Thanks, Jen. That was really some fantastic insights there, which I think are just so helpful um, in, in just tackling well-being as we go into 2022. You know, I think the couple of things that stood out was just the fact that there are companies really taking initiative in this space. Agreed. That number two, it is a journey. It's not something that one can do overnight and just put things in place and everything falls into place because we're mm -hmm. human and that our well-being needs time and, and, and real care. And then I think thirdly was, was leadership, you know, that it comes, starts at the top where leaders acknowledge that there is a need and, and really make a difference for their employees. So thank you for that, Jane. Wow, Jane and Alison, thank you so much for this reminder to consider a holistic, proactive approach when it comes to our well-being in this always-on world. Jenny, thank you for sharing valuable ways in which organizations can support their employees with burnout and fatigue in this digital culture of working. Perhaps as a last thought from you, Jenny and Alison, Thank you very much, Mariana. So again, just reflecting on our conversation, I'd like to challenge all our podcast listeners to make a personal pledge and commitment to you, to yourself. And in order to maintain that personal pledge and commitment, especially those that have to do with your health and well-being, you have to be willing to put your oxygen mask on first. So here's a real question you should be asking yourself. Are you willing to put your oxygen mask on first? So evaluate where you're at and what are you giving your time and attention to. By having that self-awareness around this, you will be rebuilding and establish a solid foundation by putting your oxygen mask on first for you to be able to take care of yourself and others as well. Thank you, Mariana. Yeah, I love that, Jen. I think that is so valuable. And just to add to that, I just think that it also comes down to authenticity, being authentic Absolutely. and real with ourselves 
And when we when we can acknowledge that we need an oxygen mask and mm -hmm. and even tell somebody that we need an oxygen mask, even in places of leadership, that is when it allows space and opportunity for others to reach out and and take hold of that. It's a bit like sending that that lifeboat out, mm -hmm. saying, "I need help. I'm I'm also battling. I'm also struggling." But it allows others then to hold on to that lifeboat and get hope from it. I absolutely love this discussion about self-awareness because I think that is ultimately where it all starts. And as we always say, together we grow and in partnership, we can reinforce integrated and sustainable solutions because I think it's really all about the sustainability of being in a high performance team or being enhancing our performance or productivity or optimal engagement with others. While I think, as always, very critical, maintaining a balanced lifestyle. To our podcast listeners, thank you for being part of our wellness transformation journey. Please again reach out to us and connect with us and um, join us for our next conversation on well being. Let's make well being real in our lives and let us go out and be the change in the lives of others. Mm -hmm.